You want to talk about that one, Stephen? The next one Timmy Time's got to take is called what is that called? Destroying the cracker. Yeah, it looks like acid destroying. (laughs) There it goes. Okay, that one's down the hatch. As Timmy's, he's kicking back on the. This is Pepper Place and it's green jalapeno hot sauce. And it has this like really bowed up chili on there. It looks like he does CrossFit, unlike me. Hi, this is Nandy, and I'm a big-ass runner from sunny Florida. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt, who keep me laughing so much that my neighbors think I'm weird. Thanks, guys. Well, way to go, Mandy. And by the way, Mandy, all my neighbors think I'm weird as well. Yeah, I think it's pretty much par for the course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, great job on the intro, Mandy. And Stephen, Mandy, by the way, is a new runner. She's a mom of two, and she's an animal lover. That's right. And recently, we did a shout out and kudos for her. So thanks so much, Mandy. Well, I'm Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Print. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner. Stephen, believe it or not, this is episode number... 51. So does this mean we actually made it over the hill? Or we, we are officially over the hill. <laughs> wow. I feel so much older and wiser. I'm starting to get discounts at McDonald's now. Are you really? Uh, ARP discounts. Did yes. you get that card in the mail? Uh, yeah, I did. It stinks when <laughs> you get that. Not yet. I haven't got it yet, but it's, I'm, I'm a few years oh, away. Oh, it's coming. It's, <laughs> it's coming. And you know what else is coming? Actually, it's here, Stephen. What is it? Summer. That's right. Summer is here. I just got back, by the way, from Colorado. I got the opportunity, Stephen. I went to Denver and I hung out for a week in Winter Park, Colorado, and I got to meet Sarah from Vanderjacket and Sadie, who's been on the show before. I got to meet their husbands and I got to meet Sadie's cute little daughters. It was awesome. Got to meet them in person. It was great. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so nice to be able to connect with our community out there. I'm so glad that you had that opportunity to do that. And we spent a week in Colorado where it was nice and cool. And then we came back to Texas and the heat was on. Yeah, this time of year for Texas, those of you guys don't live in the area, you start to get a little bit warmer. There's still a little bit of rain in June. July really starts to kick up. But August is really the month where it's really starting to bake. August is the worst. Yeah. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah. If you can make it through August in Texas, you can make it through anything. (laughs) You can make it through Death Valley and back. Well, we've got a great show planned, Stephen. In segment one, we're actually going to talk about the heat. Kind of, we're theming the episode. I think we're going to call it the heat is on episode. It is on. That's right. Just where it is in Texas. So this is the heat is on episode. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about running in the heat because I think more and more runners are running in the heat now that it's in the middle of summer. August, as you mentioned, is coming really, really quickly. And so we're going to give you some tips. We're actually going to hear from a few different experts, Uh believe it or not. Wow. Heat experts. Heat experts (laughs) on how to run in the heat. And then in the second segment, Stephen... It's been a while, but Timmy Time is back. Yeah, I'm excited about this. This was a new little spin to Timmy Time that we have never done before. So this is your first time to hear it. I think it's going to be fun. But before we get to that, Stephen, I thought we could, since the heat is on and it's the summer and summer movies, I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about, you know, did you ever have any celebrity crushes? You know, movies are big right now. He, you know, did you did you ever think anyone was kind of hot as a kid? Maybe like a celebrity crush. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, we're all honest. There are a few celebrities out there. It's like you have your doppelgangers and that kind of stuff. But usually, there's a couple that you know. We always say in our family, somebody who's maybe easier on the eyes, you know, kind of <laughs> things. Yeah, I think definitely for me, Jeff, it's more like growing up. You know, when you're first getting introduced to television and stuff, there were some girls I thought were pretty cute on some TV shows. And going through puberty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I can think of a couple. How about you? Did you have any kind of growing up at all? Or- I- I did. And I think some of these will probably be some that every kid my age <laughs> that grew up in the 80s, you know, probably felt the same way. But my first one, I would say, would be Elizabeth Shue from um, The Karate Kid. Yeah. That, yeah, I thought she was pretty cute. Yeah, I think every boy around our age thought that she was pretty cute because you have the karate kid helping save her. You know, the thing is sad, though, is they never got back together again. They didn't? No. I, w- I was waiting to watch Karate Kid 2. 
Well, spoiler, if you have not seen Karate Kid 2. Oh, no. Yeah, Ralph and I don't even know what her name was in the movie. I don't know either. I think that's definitely one that I had. I think another one growing up for me, there was a TV show called Charles in Charge. Oh, yeah. I think if you remember that, I had a guy named Scott Baio. And there was a- Chachi. Yeah, Chachi, right. Joni and Chachi. And there was a girl, I don't know her name, but she was on that show. And I thought, oh, she was pretty cute. Yes, Stephen, I think that was Nicole Eggert who went on to be in movies and stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought she was, as a kid growing up, I thought, oh yeah, she's pretty cute. Yes, and I think my second one, there was a movie, and I think you've seen this movie too, called Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh McDreamy. Yes. (laughs) Before he was McDreamy. Yeah. And the female lead in that, I thought was really, really pretty. Her name is Amanda Peterson. She unfortunately had a really rough time after that show and that movie uh, yeah, and passed away a few years ago. But she was, when I remember seeing when that movie, I thought, wow, she's, she, she and Elizabeth Shue, pretty, pretty, pretty. Now, Stephen, we had to, now to be fair, Stephen, we felt like we needed to get our wives involved That's and true. see if they had any celebrity crushes, either previously or currently. Right. And I think your wife, Julie, has one. Yeah. So we were talking about this the other day. And so, you know, if she had one, I think it would be Matt Damon. I think, you know, just the versatility of his roles, you know, he's played in Westerns. He's played in the whole Bourne series. I think that would definitely be be my wife's. He's pretty cool in Bourne. Yeah, he is. Did you know that he actually turned down the gig for Avatar? He said it was the worst mistake in his whole entire career. Really? He had the opportunity to get 10% of all proceeds of Avatar oh and be the lead role. And he turned it down to keep their Bourne series. Oh my goodness. Well, he's yeah. also great in Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. That's true. Yeah. Well, I asked my wife, Allison, and she said Chris Pine. Oh yeah. And I wasn't sure who that was. So I looked him up and he looks just like me. That's, he does. He looks <laughs> exactly. You guys are spitting image. You know? Oh, he's like a doppelganger. Right. You and Wonder Woman and, and Star yeah. Trek and those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look anything like Chris Pine. Wish I did. Wish I did. <laughs> I look a little bit more like Nicolas Cage and she did not say Nicolas Cage. <laughs> But when I looked at his picture, I thought, you know, I get it. Yeah. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, he's a good looking guy. He's a shark. So we'd love to hear from you. Do you have celebrity crushes maybe growing up or currently that you're like, hey, you know, I thought they kind of like that person. Yeah, they're a little hot. <laughs> they're a little bit hot <laughs> because this is, Stephen, the Heat Is On episode. That's right. But with that, let's get going on episode number 51, The Heat Is On. I don't get too much for money. Money can buy me love. Well, Stephen, as we mentioned, the heat is on. It is summertime here in Texas and throughout the U.S. And, you know, we do have people that listen from all over. I'm not sure what season it is in Latvia. Right. I'm sure it's a great season. It's always warm in Latvia, probably. Probably so. (laughs) So I think, you know, as we were thinking about this episode, understanding how to run in the heat is important, especially as you're training for things. We're training for 100K as you're doing races. You just had a race this past weekend. Did really well, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Nice little fun local race. It's nice to have him back live. No doubt. And so what we thought we'd do is talk a little bit about running in the heat because we're here in Texas, so we're used to it. I was in Colorado last week, and it was pretty warm, actually, in the afternoons. And I know people that are running in the afternoons, running in the heat. You just have to prepare a little differently. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about running in the heat. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's sometimes people say, oh, I shouldn't run in the heat or whatever. It's not that you can't. You just like, to your point, Jeff, you got to be smart about it. And with a few little tips, you can be prepared and really not just endure it, but really enjoy running in the heat as long as you kind of practice a few things. And I thought, Stephen, instead of us coming up with some of our ideas, we would turn to some experts. Ooh, I like those. This first one I'm really excited about. I think everyone's heard our stories about Banderas, one of our favorite races. And the race director is Chris McWaters. And Chris is not only a great race director, but he's a great runner. If you read his bio. I know, it's impressive. He has done all kinds of stuff from ultras to endurance events to triathlon, all kinds of things. And so Chris is also here in Texas. And so I asked Chris if he would give us a little bit of wisdom on how to run in the heat. So here is Chris McWaters. When it comes to heat racing and heat training, and just in general, heat running, I think there are some really key pieces to the puzzle that are very, very simple. 
Now, obviously, there's some big scientific discussions that go back and forth about the best way to provide your body with what it needs for ongoing exercise and heat. So I'm not going to get into all that because that's hours and hours and hours of discussion and lots of debate as to what is better and what's worse and all that. So, but here's some things I think maybe could be some direct takeaways that are pretty obvious, but hopefully they help. So one of the things I have learned is that really when it comes down to continuously working out, training, racing in the heat, especially longer distances, is that my body really can handle a lot more if I can stay on top of my core temperature. So when you get into extreme heat problems like heat exhaustion, heat stress, then heat stroke, you're really battling your your body's core temperature. Just like an engine, it's redlining and it's saying we need to stop because there's damage being done. So if you can avoid getting to those levels for as long as possible, uh, that's pretty much the game for me. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm out there. So one of the things that I try to do is I try to plan my routes, especially if I'm doing a long run uh, off-road where there's bodies of water. Even if the water is not really cold like a mountain stream, it's still going to be helpful unless it's totally sedentary and disgusting, obviously, uh, and you get into other issues. But um, I, I feel like if I can get my body wet and keep my shirt wet with with stream or lake or whatever water, that really helps. Even if, again, it's not super icy cold, it still helps. And I mean, I get all the way in it. I jump in it and I waller around in it. I get my chest and my back, my head, my face all the way under. And I know some people are concerned about blisters and all that, but for me, I would rather risk that, but get my whole body submerged as many times as possible during a run. I've actually been known to find myself in someone's garden hose, (laughs) strangers that is. So I'll run into someone's yard and ask for forgiveness if they come out and ask me what I'm doing. So get wet, stay wet as much as possible. Now, another thing, if you're able to really stage your run, especially if you're doing a long race, night race, day race, whatever, and you're dealing with hot, humid conditions, then you know I'll try to make sure I keep ice readily available. Even if the event isn't providing ice or not as often as I want, I'll make sure my drop bags have a small ice chest. I don't put anything in it other than ice cubes. And I will keep bandanas in there and I'll swap them out. And so I keep one with ice cold water and I'll actually roll ice cubes up into my bandana, put that around my neck and just try to keep that on my neck while I'm running. Obviously it melts, that cold water drips down my shirt and makes it where I kind of breathe crazy for a a second or two. But for me, that makes a huge difference. And I'll try to keep that throughout the event or the long run. And then one of the things from there that I'd like to mention is that I've had some pretty crazy situations happen where I didn't do anything wrong. I did everything right. But one that sticks out is I was in the Mojave doing this five-day race, nonstop race through the day and night. And thankfully, this is an adventure race, so I had teammates. But nonetheless, we were on foot. And after we refilled our big, huge water bladders at this river section, we were going across the desert floor and my water bladder burst. The seams gave and I lost all my water. So now basically we had to ration our water and my teammates were amazing. And thankfully, they were thinking clearly at this point of the race, even though we were pretty sleep deprived by now. But we, in essence, made ourselves a mathematically based plan where we gave ourselves a drink of water, two swallows, every three quarters of a mile that we passed. So I guess the reason that I wanted to mention this is because this moment is one of several that have really shown me that our bodies and our minds are capable of way more than we give them credit for. So I had done the work. I had worked out in the heat. I had done hours and hours and hours and hours of long runs and bike rides at two o'clock, three o'clock PM in the middle of the hottest part of the summer. If you work a nine to five, you know, I suggest working out at five oh five, just getting in that heat and just getting used to it, drinking during your workouts, eating during your workouts, practicing gels, solid foods, if you're doing longer things, longer workouts or races. But I'd done all that work and my system allowed me to get through this very terrible, potentially life-threatening situation because we were way remote. But my point is with all that is that you are able to do way more than you think you can. And that goes for heat training, heat workouts, heat races, but it takes getting out and doing the work and 
being willing to put yourself through the ringer in training so that you can make it through those longer efforts out in the heat, which is part of the fun that we get to do here in Texas and so many other parts of the world. But anyway, hope that helps. And that's what I was thinking about. Well, Stephen, you can see why we turned to Chris with Tejas Trails. Yeah. Our buddy at Bandera for some sage wisdom. Yeah. Not only, like you said, Jeff, before, not only is he a great race director, but he also has experienced those things. I mean, can you imagine running five days in the Mojave Desert? No, I can't. Yeah. With a broken <laughs> bladder? I mean, <laughs> well, not, not. So to speak. Yeah. So to speak. So, yeah, I think, Jeff, he really made some really good points there in terms of just any kind of measure you can do, whether it's ice or grabbing a stranger's hose or finding some bodies of water and keeping your core temperature low. I think that's, that's really, really wise. Yeah. I love the way he talked about that. I haven't really thought of it that way before thinking of your core temperature as your engine. And if it redlines, it's going to shut down. So what can you do to keep it from redlining? So if that's water or ice or a garden hose or whatever, I think it's just a good way to think about it. Keeping that core body temperature Cool. And I noticed in, in Western states, that was happening a lot. You'd see people run into their crew and they were throwing ice and bandanas and down their shirts and water and right. just plunging in the, when they did the river crossing or found <laughs> something in water, they would you know jump in or lay down. So keeping that body temperature cool is super important. And then I thought the second thing that really stood out to me was preparing, going through it. Right. Like doing it beforehand. You don't want to go through that like the first time during a race. You want to have already tried it, done it. Like you said, eaten solid foods, gels, all the things you might encounter. Right. That's why they call it training. Right. Yeah. I think especially, you know, those of us that live in Texas or Arizona, I know we've got a lot of listeners in Florida where it's really humid. And I think you're right, Jeff. I mean, you may not have to run a full race initially, but like he said, pick a time of day where it is hot, like 5.05. <laughs> That's a hot part of the time of the day. It's usually a part that we avoid. We try to wait till it gets cooler. But in race conditions, you might experience that. So again, maybe not do your full workout, but maybe gradually work your way into trying that. But testing other things, you know, and I think that preparedness makes a lot of sense. Even he was talking about bringing his own cooler of ice. Well, yeah, there's ice usually at races, but not necessarily accessible. <laughs> They're in coolers, you know, to drink out of. So just that kind of mindset, I think, is really kind of cool. Yeah, I think the last thing, and we've talked about this a lot, we can do a lot more than we think we can. And his example, man, I can't imagine your water bladder breaks in the middle of the <laughs> desert. so and crazy. There's no s support crews except the four people next to you. Right. That would be scary, but all of a sudden you get over the being scared and, and move into, okay, what do we do? What can get us to the finish line? And like you said, we're a lot more capable of figuring out that plan and then executing that plan than we think we are. Yeah. I think that I really enjoyed about that point too, is you are capable, but having that plan and using wisdom to accomplish that plan, I think is the key to it. Just trying to tough it out or that kind of stuff, especially in extreme temperatures that doesn't work. But I've, you know, you and I found that too, is that when we go out on the trail sometimes, even in the morning where we think, oh, we should run at eight, we'll be fine. And we get out there and it's a lot hotter than we thought it would be still trying it out there and pushing yourself. And I agree. I think your body is way more capable of doing that, just using wisdom with it. Yeah. Good stuff, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for your expertise and experience. I said, Stephen, we chatted with a couple or turned to a couple of different experts. This next expert is actually a team of experts. Wow. So I asked our friend, Floris Gearman, who is not only the head of marketing for our partners at Path Projects, but Floris is a very accomplished runner and actually leads a program that I'm following, Stephen, to do my heart rate training, my math training. It's <laughs> called the Personal Best Program. It is fantastic. You know, I love that word, but the program is awesome. Floris is just, he's got so much wisdom his program is awesome. And so I turned to him and he said, you know what, Jeff, we actually have a blog coming out today. What the timing is fantastic. Yeah. And he had actually posted a blog today on pathprojects.com. So check that out. And all of his ambassadors had different pieces of wisdom that they have. So we're going to hear from a whole team, Stephen, of experts. So you want to kind of name off a few of these. And some of these are similar to what Chris said, but some of them are very different. Yeah, this is definitely a whole herd of experts coming at us. So the first one comes from one of their runners. His name is Tyler Bates, 
And he talks about letting your pride go. You know, a lot of times when we are in that training, we try to focus on pace or heart rate. And again, all those things are good. But I think he makes a really good point about focusing on the effort and the task at hand. That The effort isn't necessarily just doing your pace. It's getting used to the heat and doing those things. So that's more of the goal than necessarily your heart rate or the pace you're trying to run is the goal of that run is running in the heat. So I think that's really hard because we naturally want to push. But if you push when you're doing that, then you won't have anything left and then you don't experience that heat training. I could tell you doing heart rate training, I have had to let my ego go because I've had to slow down. And the same is true in heat. You've got to, and I've been running in the heat quite a bit and I've actually gotten slower right. as it's gotten hotter. And that does hit your ego and you don't want to post that on Strava, but I've let that go, Stephen. Yeah. I've let that go. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. Well, Toby Silver, I love this one. He, he actually fills and freezes his hydration bladder the night before so that he has cold water. And he said he's never had any problems with his bladder breaking, which is, <laughs> you know, so to speak. Right. But that gives him cold and ice early in the race and cold water throughout. And again, going back to keeping that core temperature cooled down a little bit. Yeah, it's like having a radiator on your back. It's just keeping you cool and then you get cool water at the end. I think another one here comes from another guy. He talks about keeping the sun off your skin. A lot of times if you think about it, you'll see people who are maybe working outside a lot or landscaping crews and it's really, really hot outside. But what do you see? You see them all covered up, right? Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, with long sleeve stuff on. And that's really true. It might seem like the antithesis of what you're supposed to be doing. But, you know, a hat or some kind of Wamsie-esque bucket hat to kind of keep that stuff off of you. Long sleeves, you know, some of that. There's a lot of gear out now, Jeff, that has the SPF protection stuff. Keeping that sun off of you is really important because that's the thing that makes your temperature rise beyond just the activity. So I think that's a really good thing. And it seems counterintuitive, like to put a long sleeve shirt on when it's hot outside, but it's actually pretty smart. Yeah. And John Goldfield brings something up. I think when I first think about running in the heat, you think about bringing hydration with you, but what you sometimes forget about is prehydration. And that's what he brings up here is making sure that you go into the race already hydrated and, you know, humidity can be a huge challenge in the heat. So his recommendation here is prehydration with an electrolyte drink really helps to, you know, be hydrated before you even head out into the heat. I think that's super important. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've actually found that too. And I know a lot of these hydration companies that are out there, there's tons of them. I personally like Noon, but they actually have a pre, during, and post. So it's good to drink water, but getting those electrolytes are the things that keep your muscles going. And that's what kind of feeds them from cramping up. Well, there's two more, Stephen, I definitely want to mention. One is our friend Greg Sissengrath, who's with Team Dirtenbert here in Texas, and he ran the Cocodona 250. So he knows all about staying cool because that was a really hot race. But he says, if you are in a dry heat, keep your shirt and arms wet. So kind of combining what we heard from using wetness and water to cool you down, but also making sure you're covered up. He says, cover up your face, neck, and arms. And if you have access to ice, throw it in your hat bandana and arm sleeves. Yeah, that's great. I think the last one here that we have, Jeff, is come from Floris and he talks about this. And I think it's a good reminder, Jeff. He talks about just making sure that your body has time to adjust. You know, you've got to ease into hot weather running. Same thing with cold weather running. You can go out there and try to do too much and too soon. And again, it's something that you're not naturally doing that. So you actually shock your system, which you don't want to do. So a little bit goes a long way. Go back next day, do a little bit more to go back next day, a little bit more. And over time, that's why they call it you like you acclimate to something. So you really have to try to do that. So maybe even something he recommends of just running for 15 or 30 minutes. If that's a lot to you, then ease that back. If that's not much, then that recommendation is really good, especially when it's higher temperatures out there. Well, we hope this has been helpful. We know, Stephen, this is a podcast for everyday runners. Everyday runners are out there in the heat, making it happen. And I would refer you to this blog post because we just touched the surface, Stephen. There's a bunch more, probably another two pages worth of great tips from some great runners, some of these Path Projects ambassadors that are out there running in the heat with great advice. So definitely want you to check that out, pathprojects.com. Check out their blog. So, Stephen, with that, that is Running in the Heat.
Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. We've got one all the way across the pond. Yeah, this week, Jeff, we actually have Mark Sole runs. That's what his Instagram is. It's M-A-R-C underscore Sole underscore runs. And Jeff, he's amazing. He does all kinds of cool things and he's a great runner out there, but he just recently completed a 60K. Nice. Yeah, that's that's more than a 50K. It's more than 50K. For those of you that are counting at home or don't have a data scientist on hand, that's right around 37 miles. Whoa. Yeah, so congratulations to you, Mark, for doing that. Just I know you do a lot of cool things for other people out there, but congratulations on doing such an awesome run and making it happen. Way to go, Mark with a C. Hey, Steven. What's up, Jeff? You know what time it is? Um, It is 7 o'clock. Nope, it's Timmy time! What's up, Tim? Not much, fellas. How y'all doing? Tim Bazer is back. I miss you guys. We miss you too. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. What have you been doing, Timmy time? Mm, just walking. Just walking? <laughs> yeah, trail walking. Trail walking. <laughs> I don't buy that at You're all. You're awfully tan for trail walking. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's summertime in Texas. Lake. Running, and if you're outside, you're getting tan. That's true. Well, Timmy, time is back. You haven't been back in. A f- it's been a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're new to the show, what we do is we have Timmy Time come on, and usually, Stephen. Yeah, this is a little bit of a change. A little bit of a change. Usually, now, Stephen. Well, I got to explain. Okay. So Timmy Time and I would go on these road trips to races, and we would jam out on some music. And then Steven started going on races with us, and he had a big question mark over his head. Did not know really any of the songs, maybe just the Sandy Patty ones that we yeah, would play. I, I heard something come out of the speakers, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. And there were all these other things that kind of worked together. Instruments and yeah, such. So, yeah, so that's why we heard they were called. And so I kind of had like a Waterboy experience. Waterboy is so true. <laughs> So normally Timmy Tom will come in here and he will sing his little heart out. I try. And you know, we've so we've, good. We've had to negotiate many <laughs> times over with this agent. They keep upping the number. So tough. He broke the internet with a Titanic song. You need to go back and listen <laughs> broke to that. Something. <laughs> but this is gonna be a little different. Steven, you've been advancing pretty rapidly with your music knowledge. You killed it last time. Yeah, I feel like that was, well, I think a lot of that was just pure luck. Because one of them, I mean, it just popped in my head, but I honestly had no clue. I just, it was the only thing. It was the Ed Sheeran one, right? I think. Um, you got a bunch no. of them. It was Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. He sold Stevie Nicks and didn't even That's hear right. anything. I just, was. I, I didn't even get to sing. <laughs> I don't know why. Where did that come from? I don't know. Cheater. I know. Well, because this is the <laughs> hot episode and summer is here, we thought we would change it up a little bit because, Stephen, I think your movie knowledge way surpasses your music knowledge. That's my guess. I think you're completely right. I mean, I love movies. I like to, you know, this is kind of funny. I love to watch movie trailers. I'll just go on Apple trailers and just sit there and oh, watch wow. all of the trailers. I don't know why. So I It's kind of like the cliff notes. Yeah, exactly. Of the movie. That's exactly. You right. really don't have to see the movie after that. Exactly. And if I see it and it catches my eye, then I'm like, okay, I'll go see that. Yeah. Yeah. So because it's summer, things are heating up. You know, summer is kind of known. And, and now that, COVID starting to release a little bit. We're talking about summer blockbuster movies. More movies are coming out. Right. We thought we would get Timmy time in here and do some lines from some popular former summer blockbuster movies. I like this. This would be great. Unprepared as well. He's he's unprepared. I don't think that's true. I think you've been working really hard with your vocal coach and your Mm -hmm. acting coach. Can he do it like the movie trailer guy? Like in a world. In a world. (laughs) Well, we thought that would be too easy, Stephen. Right. So we thought, well, let's take it up a notch. Mm. And so I don't know if you've seen the show Hot Ones or the on YouTube. No. Where they have actors eat hot wings. Oh. We're kind of doing that. Right. We're going to have Timmy time before each of these movies eat some different hot sauces. I Ooh. like this. This is a hot episode. <laughs> it's the hot it's episode. It's hot in here. It is tricked up. We like it that way. But yes, yeah, Timmy Time, there's lots of different options. I'll talk about both whoa, the Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's Uh-oh. one that says ghost pepper. Yeah. <laughs> don't look at that. You That's a skull. That. Oh, 
<laughs> All right, you ready for this? You understand what we're doing, Stephen? I, I got it. Tim, are you ready for it? Do, do you need Not like really, a but I will. milk or barf bag or something? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to set the movie up a little bit, not give you too much right. of kind of a information, but just a little bit. And then Tim's going to give you one line. Okay. If you don't get it, he's going to give you a second line. Okay. If you don't get it, you get the third line. Okay. And we'll see how it goes. Does he have right. to have the hot sauce if I don't guess it, like each time? Oh, that's a good idea. You it's like, do that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that would yeah. be horrible. No, it'll be all right. Well, good the, weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first, we're going to start easy. Okay. We're going to start easy. The first hot sauce is Tabasco. Ah. Oh, yeah. Which we put on a lot of stuff. Mm. We love it here in Texas. It's actually a Louisiana product. Right. We love some Tabasco. Mm, so, Timmy Time, eggs. you're going to take a, Timmy Time is taking some Tabasco. While he does that, I'm going to set the movie up. Now, this movie, Stephen, uh-huh. became a cultural sensation that dominated this summer and established... Timmy Time's swinging, <laughs> swinging at Tabasco. Sorry, as Jeff's talking, Timmy Time is literally pouring Tabasco sauce in his mouth. <laughs> no milk either. No milk. He's just tan and all, just going for it. Okay, sorry. You might want to paste yourself over there, Timmy Time. So this movie became a cultural sensation that dominated the summer and established the template for every blockbuster that followed. Ooh. Nearly half a century later, so it's a fairly older movie, it's practically the Citizen Kane of modern Hollywood with every mainstream filmmaker aspiring for its perfect mix of art and popular appeal. Whoa. You ready? I'm ready to go. Timmy Time, give Steven the first line. He's going to be quick. Okay. okay. First line. I can do anything. I'm the chief of police. Oh, I like that you even had an accent in there. <laughs> Just tried. It's the Tabasco. I was, I was going to say, the... I was going to say like Charlton Heston and Ten Commandments, but I don't think they had police back then. So a half a century, yeah, a half a century ago. Um, so far, my movie acumen is not really showing up right now. Okay. Okay. So do I have to do another? Any one? guesses? Ten Commandments is that your guess? Yeah, that was his guess. You get one guess. Okay, that was okay. a guess of my guess. Yeah, that is not correct. Um, so does he one. have to eat hot sauce now? <laughs> he, ooh, you should have to eat hot sauce. <laughs> okay, second line. Okay, what what am I gonna tell the kids? Tell them I'm going fishing. Ooh, tough. I really tough one. Don't, what am I gonna tell the kids? Yeah, there's a little clue there. Mm-hmm. He's got kids. Is this Fletch? No, it is not Great Fletch. Movie, Although, the greatest movie of all time. Okay. Hey, dude, give us a line of Fletch. Uh, How tall are it's you? It's all ball bearings these days. <laughs> okay, okay, final one. You're going to get it after this one, Stephen. Okay, I feel yeah. confident. Okay, right. Timmy Time. You're going to need a bigger boat. I really don't know this. Oh. Oh, I think I know what it is. Okay. I, so, so that one, I think, like, I'm, what's coming to my mind is like all the John Candy films, but those weren't blockbusters. So. If it's boats and fishing, the only blockbuster thing that comes to my mind would be Jaws. Yeah, oh, nicely nice done. Go. I I really could not tell by the lines whatsoever. You're All gonna right. need a bigger boat. I think is the second most popular line from that movie, Stephen. The, right. the first one is "Smile, you son of a." And we can't say that on this podcast. Uh, right, not on the big ass runner podcast. That's right. We, we don't say bad <laughs> words say ever. Ass. But we that's don't a donkey. Ever say bad words. Right. Well, one for one, Stephen. I'm uh, proud of you. You're doing very, very yeah, well. Yeah, but I think it's like negative because I it took me three guesses. So that's okay. You get three guesses. All right, Tim. What sauce do you have this time? This is round two. What do you have? Okay, I have what's called the mule sauce, Ooh. and the pitcher is a big ass runner <laughs> mule donkey kicking a guy, and he's flying in the air. <laughs> Why am I doing this? I don't know, but you're going to check it down. And there's like, what's the pepper rating on the side? There's a side that has like five peppers on there. This is four out of five peppers for the mule sauce. Ooh, so this is mule sauce. Timmy Time just drank some. Mm, tastes good. He likes it? Hot okay. sauce that kicks ass. <laughs> kicks Cooking something. something. <laughs> we will post these on social media this week, by the way. So you can see pictures of all these. These are pretty cool looking uh, bottles, I think. Yeah. And that one's kind of sweet. Yeah, a sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. Hop, okay. Hop it. <laughs> ready for movie number yep, two? Okay, this movie ushered in a new era of cinematic innovation. The leaps and bounds made aren't solely accountable for the film becoming a global phenomenon, but they have had a profound influence inspiring filmmakers, including Stanley Kubrick, 
Peter Jackson, James Cameron, and George Lucas to blaze new VFX trails. We like to blaze trails. Yeah, VFX. Big ass runner. Yeah. I think they had one of those bikes when I was a kid, a VFX bike. (laughs) A VFX? Yeah. This movie heralded a revolution in movies as profound as the coming of sound in 1927. What? This was an influential movie, Stephen. Timmy Time, are you ready with... Line number one. Kinda. My okay. mouth's on fire. <clears throat> How you feeling over there? You all right? Pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty hot. That's like a little, that mule kicker or whatever. Yeah, a little hot. It's all right, though. Okay. Mommy's very angry. What do you think, Steven? So I married an axe murderer. No, good guess, though. <laughs> Great. By movie. the way, yeah. one of the most underrated movies of mm-hmm. all time. It I is. love that movie. Yeah. yeah. That is not correct. Okay. Clue number two. Okay. You didn't ask for reality. You asked for more teeth. Uh-oh. Steven looks perplexed. That's, um, honey, I shrunk the kids. Oh, no. no that <laughs> Terrible. Is a little a little Rick Moranis um, action in there. It was not, honey, I shrunk the kids, although a great. Was that the last guess or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. So we have one more. It I was think. an awful guess. It was not a blockbuster. <laughs> Well, should've maybe should have been. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. it's one of those underrated films. Maybe to Steven, it was. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> it was true. the only film I saw that year. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to get it on the third one. Okay. Really? You think he's going to get this on that? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, okay. I'll bet you uh, a drink in the hot sauce. He does not. Okay. I will have to take one if if he does not mm-hmm. get it. Okay. Yep, you ready? Right. Yep. Yep. Come on, Steven. Your. Your. No, he's going to do that whole line. <laughs> you got to do the whole line. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Little vixen. Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Oh, uh, okay. I know it actually now. What is, what is it, Steven? What is it? Tim's like, don't say it. It's Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay, nice. the teeth one. Well yeah, done. it was like the first time they had like a CG and a puppet and then a real, all, like not like a real dinosaur, but all that in one, one scene. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was revolutionary, Stephen. Yeah. Now, is that also two Spielberg films? Jaws and Jurassic? I believe that is correct. Okay. Look at you. All right. I just, I you saw get extra hot sauce for that. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff needs to drink the dead cowboy sauce. And, that one's pretty warm. And, uh, three times sweating over there a little bit. All right. Movie number three. This okay. movie touched on nearly every major cultural milestone in the second half of the 20th century. Yet it was solid as a rock while feeling light as a feather. It was also baby boomer bait that also introduced a new generation to America's and to the world's mid-century struggles, as well as the songs that embodied them. Its endearing hero proves to be wonderfully complex underneath a seemingly uncomplicated exterior. And that's what makes it so lovable. Look at that, Steven. Wow. What could that be? That sounds like a musical to me. So, <laughs> Well, maybe it is. Timmy Time, first okay. line. Do not want to give you a hint. This okay. is Marcy Baser's all-time favorite movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what's normal anyways? What's normal anyways? A blockbuster movie, probably a musical. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> say a okay, musical. But, well, he said there's something about music in there. Jeff, there's music in it. The fact that Jeff is already reaching for the buzzer to say no, <laughs> as opposed to the pink Timmy time <laughs> button, Timmy that, time button that makes him sing weird things. I'm going to say Les Mis. Not Les Mis. Not a bad guess. No. I thought that's what it was, too. Uh, <laughs> you're reading it. Okay. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Okay. <laughs> I know that one now. What? <laughs> that's got to be forced. Yes. yes. Timmy time. That was, you nailed well, that. You, that you. was. That was pretty <laughs> impressive. I mean, if it never, even if I didn't know the line, the character of it, that was perfect. So the, the third one I knew you'd know. Go ahead and, and do that one. Life time. was like a lot box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. That's really good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Tim gets extra points for that one. So. That was do I not really have good. to eat any more hot sauce? No. No, you, you still have to eat hot sauce. Going. Yeah. Wow. That was impressive. My glasses are fogging up. <laughs> you, okay. So there's a little bit of sweat on Tim's forehead. <laughs> You got to you got to describe the bottle and the and the description. The of bottle it. is it's a it's a skeleton <laughs> with a cowboy hat on, <laughs> and it says "Don't make me open this jar of." And then the title of the of the jar. It's actually not a jar; it's a bottle. But I don't know what it says jar. Whoop ass. Yeah. Ghost pepper hot sauce. It is whoop ass. Ghost pepper hot sauce. <laughs> Clearly. 
And I'm trying to see the ingredients. It's apparently it's ghost, ghost peppers. peppers. <laughs> I'm gonna That's say. It. Pure 100% ghost peppers. So Pure ghost time. peppers. All right. It's got a red cowboy hat on though, which is really cool looking. Yeah. It's like, mm. what's that pancake syrup? You know, that the, the, there's a, it looks like the shape of a person. Well, this one's like the counterpart. That's a cowboy. It's, it's comes the shape out of a slow, skeleton. So I'm yeah. to put a bunch on it. You don't put that. Oh my well, gosh. That's Timmy time. <laughs> okay. Well, Tim, you show. can't see this if you're listening to the podcast, but Timmy time just put a full amount on a cracker. It's spilling over. Yeah. Tim, Steven's taking a picture of it. If you're going to do it, you do it right. Oh my I'm gosh. I'm taking a picture dude. of this right now because it is an obscene amount. While he figures that out. Let me talk about the movie. This movie, Stephen, transformed the lead character from a phenomenally popular TV actor into a bona fide movie star. Nothing speaks more to its popularity, though, than the shout out that that this movie got in the 1986 State of the Union address from former president and former actor, President Ronald Reagan. Okay. All right. Holy cow, that one's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, Ooh, hence the skull pepper. on there. All right, so this is in the eighties. Three times hurting over there. Let's see how you do this. All right. You guys ready? Here's line number one. Okay. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here, Stephen? Does that sound familiar? Breakfast Club. <laughs> Not a bad guest. <laughs> struggling. Well, that was a good one though, Timmy. Time. All right. All right, line number two, Stephen. All right. Well, I guess you guys aren't ready for that, but your kids are going to love it. Okay. This is actually one of my all-time favorite movies. I so thought I, you'd I, get that. Yeah, this one's I know. This is Back to the Future. Yes. That was really good. I like that. That's when Roads. Marty McFly- where we're going, we don't need any roads. <laughs> There's the last yeah. line. Nicely done. Oh, Timmy Time. My goodness. <laughs> okay. Tim's got his hands on his hips now, and he's <laughs> he's uh, sucking. Oh, he's his, doing- his glasses are fogging up. I'm getting the, the neck sweat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only have one more to go. Okay. And Stephen, you want to talk about this last one? Yeah, it says on the side, have a kick-ass day. And it's, <laughs> the name of the sauce is called Ass Blaster. <laughs> and it has a, a donkey, it says hot sauce, and there is a beacon of light with some flames coming out of the beacon of light. So um, this is Timmy Time with Ass Blaster. Here he goes. All right. Now he's doing Lamas right now. He's taking some deep breathing. <laughs> he is. He may be giving birth to something later on. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. What's, that, get, what, what's oh the name of that one again, Stephen? This is Ass Blaster. A S S Blaster. Meaning donkey, of course. Right. But I don't know. It has a donkey and a beacon of light on there. So we we will not put that on Instagram. There goes Timmy time. Oh, he just went in. Oh, boy. <laughs> Pretty hot. Dude, tastes like anything. <laughs> tastes like fire. Well, <laughs> I hope you're you're ready to fire off some lines because uh, we got. I think the all of them mixing is even getting worse. <laughs> Can you even feel your tongue? You got quite it's the, the throat. Oh, it's oh the hot God. sauce cocktail you got going on there. He's literally doing deep good. breathing. Pretty good. <laughs> all right, line number one, and actually, Stephen, this is a little different. This has dialogue. Ooh. So, so are you going to play the, uh, the other part? Do you want me to do the other part, Timmy Time, or do you want to do both parts? I'm going to do this other part on the last yeah. one. He's going to do both parts on the first two. Okay. Oh, my goodness. My neck is sweating <laughs> so much. Okay. Are you guys ready? We're yep. ready. Okay. I'm no stranger to heartbreak. Oh, do you have psoriasis? <laughs> is this like Prince or something? <laughs> like <what's... laughs> no, no. No heartbreak to... To psoriasis? What in the world? There's people listening. They just got this. I guarantee you. Really? Oh, yeah. With that, what? I'm trying to place the voice. Man, my mouth's on fire. Okay. Okay. Hey, Marty. Are those new glasses? Oh, yeah. I just got them from school. Don't you think they make me look smarter? Nah. I can still see your face. <laughs> That's not Back to the Future. We just said Marty. No, uh, no. Was that your guess? Yeah, but we just did that one. Back to Future Two. <clears throat> They're consulting now for who's going to do what lines. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the the male part. <laughs> I'm always the female. <laughs> Timmy Time is going to do the the female okay. part. Okay. You ready for this, Steven? Yeah. I think you may get it. Okay. But we're doing it the whole way through. Uh, we're going. We're doing the whole thing. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Sandy. Danny. 
I thought you went back to Australia. We had a change of plans. Oh, that's cool, baby. You know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Danny? That's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? What's what's the matter with me? What's the matter with you? What happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. Maybe there's two of us. Why don't you take out a, a missing persons ad or try the yellow pages or something? You're a fake and a phony and I wish I'd never laid eyes on you. <laughs> All right, Stephen, what do you think? I think this has a lot of summer love into it. Yeah, I'm just going to agree. That was Man. impressive. Uh, you got the New York accent. Okay, Tim, literally his forehead is glistening. <laughs> that stuff was hot. <laughs> it really is. Well, Stephen, you got them all. Wow. Right? Well, I mean, I think it was the pure acting. Good job, Tim. Wow, and Tim, wow. oh my gosh. Five for five. Hot sauce included. Hot sauce included. I think Timmy Tim time. Tim definitely needs to get the the points in that one. For uh, I'm gonna dedicate. Oh, you did really well. I'm gonna dedicate my win yeah. to you, Tim, for Thanks. for the hot sauce. So you showed your versatility. Oh, thank you. Excellent yeah. job. Yeah. That is Timmy time. Stephen, believe it or not, that is the end of episode 51. The heat is on episode. We made it out alive. It has been a hot episode. We Barely. were kind of we're sweating. I was sweating through this whole episode, but you know, so was Timmy time. It was very perspiring or inspiring one way or the other. So exactly. Well, you know, last time, Stephen, last episode, we asked for reviews, and you know what happened? We didn't get any. We didn't get any. No, we got four. We what? got four reviews. Listen to this. Okay, first our friend Kate Musser she wrote once awesome a real winner she says five stars not just an amazing podcast but a stellar community I agree with this part a stellar community of everyday runners celebrating together one another's achievements great information and entertainment without the elite undertones of most running podcasts a true come as you are arena for all runners you'll laugh and maybe even cry at the why I run segments these guys are all, always deliver a good listen. She's a great writer, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, we should have to look up some of those words. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. So, I, you know, I, I think she's really true that she will never find elite undertones <laughs> no. on our podcast. No doubt there. And Klee Dog, Stephen, also did a review. What's says, up, Klee Dog? Klee Dog says, awesome pod for new trail runners. Five stars. So funny and heartfelt pod. Truly inspirational for those just getting into trail running new fave i think that means favorite steven i have to ask a millennial what that means what that means thank you clee dog <laughs> and Melmec says listen that's her that's what she says in the title <laughs> wow five stars i absolutely love this podcast it's both hilarious and informative i've just started trail running and this podcast has inspired me to to want to do a 50k in the next year sign melissa way to go melissa melissa you're gonna crush it and we will be there to help you and reach out when you do it because we'd love to hear your my first trail run that's a great idea yeah we'll put you on the podcast no no pressure melissa no i'm just kidding (laughs) and the last one came in from running alexis she says i love this podcast five stars New subscriber here, and I'm telling you, this podcast is obsess-worthy. It's funny, relatable, and heartfelt. I especially love the Why I Run segments. That's our favorites, too. Each story has a little something special that makes me get all teary-eyed. This podcast makes me want to keep on running and makes me feel good about where I'm at in my trail running journey. Listen to this, Stephen. 50-star rating. You'd asked for 50 stars. She gave us, Running Alexis gave us 50 stars. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Thank you for that. We broke all the stars on the Apple Podcast So <laughs> for episode 50. So thank you, Alexis, so much. That's very kind of you. And again, we just appreciate all the kind words. And, and it really does help us in terms of just, you know, helping spread the word on a technical basis that we don't understand with podcasting. Yeah, so... Do like Klee Dog. Do like Alexis and Melissa. Leave us and Kate. Leave us a review. We'd love that. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Very kind of you. And we really do truly appreciate the listeners. And it's it's always good, Jeff, to hear that people are really enjoying the podcast. No doubt. Well, we want to thank our two partners, Path Projects. Check out their blog. There you've got some really great information. Of course, their products are phenomenal. Their shorts and liners and hats and shirts. Steven, I just loaded up my car today. <laughs> Actually, with some new gear, 
great stuff. And of course, VanderJacket.com. Check them out. They've got some vests, Stephen, that are fantastic. They're the best vests out there. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> Well, with that, Jeff, I think we want to give a special thanks to Steve Snickerdoodle Saunders for slicing and dicing and being the best audio engineer out there. We, again, really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. This is Mandy, and I'm a big-ass runner from sunny Florida. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world, even those with small butts. Now here's your hosts, Jeff Harrell and Stephen Pritt. Let the shenan... I'll have to look her up. I don't remember who that is. You don't remember who that is? I think that was... Oh, I know who that is. Let me think of Steve, hold please. So we'd love to hear from you. Do you have celebrity crushes maybe growing up or currently that you're like, hey, you know, I thought they kind of like that person. Yeah, they're a little hot. It's a bullshit question. Does that mean that you can't answer it? It's a bullshit question. It's impossible to answer. Yeah, I think the last thing, and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast before, Stephen, and that is, what the heck are we talking yeah, it's, it's fine. Well, Toby Silver, I love this one. He he actually fills and freezes his hydration bladder the night before so that he has cold water. He said he's never had any problems with his bladder breaking, which is, <laughs> you know, so to speak. Right. <coughs> Sorry about that, Steve. Both whoa, whoa, the movie. Whoa, whoa. Here's one that says ghost pepper. Yeah, don't look at that. You That's don't look a at skull. that. <laughs> and a cowboy hat. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, because he's buried six feet. <laughs> <laughs> is this Fletch? No, it is not great Fletch. Movie. Oh, the, oh. the greatest movie of all time. Okay. Hey, dude, give us a line of Fletch. Uh, How tall are it's you? It's all ball bearings okay. these days. <laughs> Six. <laughs> I can't do that one. Okay. I was it the accent? <laughs> it was, but I don't remember. Uh, never mind. <laughs> well, you did well. Yeah. You, you, the reasoning, the fishing. Yeah. 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 I don't know why that's vastly different than John Candy, but uh, yeah. I, I like think, John Candy. Great outdoors. Yeah. I love candy too. <laughs> candy Hot tamales. Hot tamales. Delicious. Ready for movie number yep, two? Okay, this movie ushered in a new era of cinematic innovation. The leaps and bounds made aren't solely... Re- oh, Steve, I'm going to start over. Okay. I think what's going to be more dangerous about this is maybe the expiration date <laughs> than maybe the what actual song. I don't know. It looks like it's... From- you know, it's it's in the 90s. Yeah, the 90s is totally cool. fine. Yeah. How's that one tasting? Pretty warm. <laughs> Tastes good though. All right, it's, mm-hmm. and it's green. It looks like something that you would find. It looks like what's going to come out later. Well, I was going to say it looks like something. This is this looks like if you're if before a race and you peer down the beacon of light. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, that's the this color. This is you the see. color and the texture of what you see. That's true.